So welcome back, guys, to another episode of Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. On today's episode, it's going to be all Cowboys talk. Cowboys, Cowboys, Cowboys. So if you are not a Cowboys fan, go ahead and just sit back and relax because we're going to tell you all about Cowboys. So how are you today, Mr. Preston Sapp? Man, I'm doing well, man. Alive and, uh, man, just another day above the ground, man. So (laughs) Hey, hey, I'll take that every day of the week. I'll tell you right now. So we'll get right into it. So right now, Cowboy News, as of today, it's Wednesday, April 28th. Um, and from from what I'm hearing on the news, right now, the biggest topic that I found that's up and going is Dak Prescott's rehab. Now, they're saying his rehab, his rehab is going pretty well. What do you know about that, if anything? Well, I'm glad to see that his ankle is facing the right way because, you know, it looked kind of <laughs> nasty. Man, let me tell you something, man. When I saw that play, I was sitting up there. I was watching it upstairs because one of the things I do is that I can sit up there and play Xbox and watch a Cowboys game at the same time. I do that, too. I think so, I'll be honest with you. I so, yeah, too. man. So, you know, Josie's downstairs. She's watching the game downstairs. And plus, I cannot watch the game with her anyway because I like to watch the game in silence. And so... My feed is a few seconds ahead of hers. And then when that accident happened, I yelled at, oh, no. And she's like, what happened? I was like, turn the TV off. Don't look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened That happened here, too. I think I told the wife. She's like, I was like, oh. She's like, what happened? I go, <laughs> I don't think you want to see. But what happens is when you tell someone, I don't think you want to see. They want to see. They want to see. And then she goes, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Why did you show me that? I was like, girl, I told you. But so far, what I'm hearing, you know, um, right now, my background is I was living in Dallas. That's why me and you are born and raised in Hartford, Texas. I moved to San Antonio, then moved to Dallas. And I've been in Dallas for a long time, but recently moved to Austin. Actually, I moved to Houston, then to Austin. So I'm a Texas boy. And yourself, why are you a Texas or Dallas Cowboy fan? Man, I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan because my uncle Lamar told me that I should be. At the time, <laughs> I was a fan of you, the then Washington uh, Redskins, which is now the Washington football team. Okay. And um, he was like, Bub, what you doing? I'm watching my favorite team, the Washington Redskins. We don't do that here. Well, You're no, a Cowboys don't. fan. No, we don't. And so then I became a Cowboys fan. But what literally made me become a Cowboys fan is like right after that, you know, remember back in the day, if you didn't have a starter jacket, you were nobody. You were punk. Yep. He said up there. I he was got one of me. those. I never had one. Aw, get yourself a cool <laughs> uncle like mine and he'll get you one. Hey, I with like your it. name etched in it. And, Perfect. And so, man, that's what um, uh, that's what had me loving the Cowboys ever since. And I haven't looked back. Now, I'm a realist Cowboys fan. I'm like like all these other Cowboys fans where they do something. Oh, we're going to win the Super Bowl. No, we're nah, not. Well, let's chill. Let's win a playoff game first. And let's I think, get well, to the playoffs. Let's, let's start there, guys. Let's start there. You know, and I think, how do you feel about the Look, I moved to Houston. So a big, big topic in Houston is the Houston Texans. I didn't realize if you were a Cowboys fan in Houston, you got you looking for some problems. So how do you feel about the Houston Texans? They're another Texas team. Man, they got a lame duck coach, man. I feel sorry for that <laughs> man, man. They got him. Man, uh, I'm just glad he's taking his money, you know, because, I mean, like, they're asking him situ- uh, questions about Deshaun Watson. Man, he don't know anything about that, man. He yeah. just looked like he's just trying to make it through the interview. And now, man, I'm like, oh, poor David Cully. Uh, They signed uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, but they still don't have anyone to throw to. And mind you this, man, yeah. that Deshaun Watson led the league in pass yards, and they only won four games. Dude, dude, look, I, look let's, let's kind of backtrack a little bit because I said this was going to be all Dallas Cowboy. Let me take it back. Let's do it all Texas team because he, Deshaun Watson, was a big, big part of the news recently. 
So tell me what you know, and I'll give you my feedback as I hear what you have to say. Um, well, what situation you want to talk about? Him wanting to lead the Texans or him about that sensitive hey, subject? Hey, take it easy. Him, look, let's just get into it. Him leaving the Texans, it is what it is. You can't – quarterback, what, 42% of all quarterbacks that get drafted into a team – don't even stick around to the team within the first year, let alone a couple of years in. Yeah, so it's, it's it's bound he was he was going to go. I want to talk about, and I think everyone wants to hear about the touchy subject. If you catch my drift. Well, first of all, let's talk about that contract. Is that because you know what I can't stand about fans is like you know well you know he signed a contract he signed a contract you you. MF and right, he signed a contract. If someone talk about they put a fifty a $150 million contract in my face, yeah, I'm going to sign it. But here's the I'm thing, though. Too. Yeah, here's the thing, though. It's like what you're going to do as far as me being your quarterback, what you're going to do after I sign that contract. Who are you going to bring in? They traded away his best receiver because his coach, his lame duck that, coach at the time. That made global news, by the way. Oh everybody, everybody was like, oh, good goodness for Arizona because they got a good receiver. Yeah. <laughs> That was crazy, man. Yeah, that was yeah. unnecessary. Bill O'Brien, a.k.a. Mega Chin. Oh, my goodness. I mean, like, he wants to be. What's up with all these Bill Belichick guys that want to be like Bill Belichick, but they don't have the resume? So he sets up there. He does that. He trades away. You know, and they would have had the number three pick this year, too, because they were that bad. But who's that? But who do they have there right now uh, replacing that number three pick? Laramie Tunsil. Now, yeah, you have a good left tackle, but now you don't have a quarterback to throw the ball. Uh, it's just it, it's it's just a mess in Houston. I don't think they pick until the third round this year, all because he was making terrible, terrible, terrible GM calls. And I'm telling you, man, just being in Houston and hearing from what you know people would have to say, just the Texans team was in turmoil. You know, there was so much inner fighting. There was so much like from the GM to the owner to the players to Deshaun Watson always having a particular issue here or there. But they were good at keeping it a secret for a while up until he decided to want to leave. So once they started bidding Deshaun Watson out to who knows how many teams, I think it just recently hit the news. I haven't read how many teams they were shopping out to. Well, none now. But Exactly, none now. But holy smokes, the turmoil was just out of control back in Houston. It was yeah. a mess. It was I a mess, think, just like I, Houston is. I, as think, a city. I, I think what happens is that when you have non-football, team, uh, non-football people and personnel running a football team, Things are just gonna things are just gonna go haywire and it's not gonna work. Well, they bring in people who know business, and I think the fact that happens is like you were talking about the contract. You put a hundred million dollar contract in front of someone, they're gonna sign it, and that's business one on one. Yeah. Now my my thing is when players are too look, pardon the language, when they're too stupid to understand what contract they're signing and then complain about it, you know that's on them. That's on them. If you don't have good, you know, good representation or a good attorney, good lawyer to go over documentation or review your contract, then you're going to complain and bitch and moan about it. Come on now. That's on you, baby. That's on you. And so many of these athletes are wanting to represent themselves and falling into that issue where they're like, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm unhappy with my contract because my contract, they're taking advantage of me. You agreed to those terms and agreement. Once you go to school, get a good education. Oh, I'm sorry. When you go to school, they pay you to not even go to class. You don't learn anything. So you're a big buffoon when you go out into sports. So maybe, I mean, maybe there's a conspiracy theory there where, you know, right out of hot, right out of college, you're not even being trained to be a business person like your degree says. Well, the thing is, is that you're not, man, because first of all, they're going to put, they're going to make you take classes that will keep you eligible on the field. And Boom. then you go, and then you're, 
especially with football players, you know, they're on football 24 seven, 365 while they're on the campus. So, I mean, like me and you, if we just, if we're just regular college students and then we're, we have a majoring in business, we have time to set up there and do internships. We have time to set up there and do shadows and things like that. These guys don't have time for that because why they have to lift, they have to train, they have to diet, right. And they have to practice that to do so many things to where they don't have time to really invest in that degree. And just to give you an example about having those guys, uh, how, they choose their own uh curriculums um i remember back in the day when uh college football was always coming on nbc every saturday now you have the university of miami right and they'll set up there they'll introduce a player and then they'll have his degree plan on what he's studying bruh what brother you know from liberty city miami underwater basket weaving bruh what what uh black man you know from liberty city miami is going to set up there and study agriculture it is what it is man none but that's that's another thing where the advice of bringing poor kids to really, you know, show them, hey, I'll pay for your school. Just show up to this football game. Just show up to this basketball game. So I think, I mean, but to be honest, I think we went on tangent with this stuff. But it just goes yeah, back let's bring down. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it it back. just goes back down to the contract negotiations. And when a player is unhappy with a contract, look, a person like me, I will f-, f up your life to make money. And that's what a business. That's what the owners are going to do. I don't give a crap about any player. I don't give a crap about any personnel on the team. If you're not going to win me a Super Bowl, I want you out, or I want you somewhere else, or I want to make money off you in the trade in, in the trading process. So all these, you know, people get a lot of emotion based on these players and stuff. But when it came to Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that was one of the things where the owner just said, "Hey, I can make more money off this guy because I'm not winning anything, anyways." Yeah. Well, you know, with those two guys, you know, I mean, like they were a great, 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 great tandem. And, you know, the last time they the last time they made the playoffs was when they were teammates with each other. You know, so I mean, like now look at what uh, look at what DeAndre Hopkins is doing in Arizona, making Kyler Murray's life. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on. A, a heck of a lot better. I, I don't like the Arizona Cardinals at all. I haven't watched them since. Uh, what's what's his name? The when they won the Super Bowl. Um, they Warren, never won a Super Bowl. Uh, they went myself. to the Super Bowl. Went to the Super Bowl. What's With, his name? Uh, Kurt Warner. Yep. Kurt Warner. There we go. I used Grocery to watch bag it. man. Grocery bag man, because his story was fantastic, man. I loved his story. So that's the last surprise. It's not a Disney him. movie yet. It should be. It should be because that was fantastic. That was great. But uh, since then, you know, I watch him now. Kyler Murray. They say he's five foot ten. Man, that dude's like five foot six. I'll be honest with you. He looks like a little Smurf running around the field. But he's stout. I don't like him. I don't like him. I'm not a fan of his. I think he's I mean, waste wasted television. He's not gonna last very long. He's not built to last. If you know Cam Newton is already seeing the feels of getting hit so often. You know, he's running way too much, and I don't think that guy's going to last at all. He's too small. Too well, small. that's what happens when your game plan is just, you know, run you it. big man, run the ball, run give it. us points. But now let's go ahead. Let's bring it back to the Deshaun Watson uh, situation in with the Houston, Texas, which right now, you know, he's not there. Um, he may have to be there now because, I mean, like with the situation that he's got going oh, on, yeah. no oh, yeah. team is really going to want to sit up there and touch that with a 10-foot pole. And really about the other situation, about the touchy situation, um, he is a – terrible instagrammer <laughs> i don't I know mean, what you're like, talking about what tell, tell me what are you talking about <laughs> well how do you think he met up with all these all all these massage therapists is there messages still leaking now i don't know but i mean like when you're deep when you looking up all what, 30 40 on instagram you're deshaun watson even though we're in the midst of the cooties pandemic you can still go anywhere oh just send a post i'll be in this town hit me up you don't have to like hit anybody else up 
yeah. you're a star quarterback for yeah. any NFL team. You're good to go, buddy. You don't even have to be a star quarterback. All third, you have to be, yeah, third yeah. round quarterback. You're good to go. Yeah. Hey, in which that's a dream job to have because I mean, like, you're not getting hit. You all you have to do is taking uh, a nap on the sideline half yeah. the time. Huh. I like I like when you know first quarterback goes down, second quarterback it gets pulled, and they go to third. <laughs> the third they go to Willie Beeman, and he's and like he, he was asleep. He was Instagramming, talking about he didn't even know where his shoulder pads were. That's hilarious, man. That's the best part when all the no, not that getting players getting injured is anything fun but when they all get injured and the third screen quarterback is left to come into play oh my goodness the, his look on his face he's as surprised as we are yeah. he might they might as well have just called us because yeah. <laughs> that's that's the look we're gonna have they say yeah. you're in the nfl now so it's hilarious yeah yeah so. but yeah that's that whole thing about deshaun watson that whole situation is that to me that you know i mean like hey these are very 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 serious allegations um but i'm here even though it's not a joke um, I'm here for the jokes, and yes, he is a very, very, very bad Instagrammer. You know, I mean, like, just you're like I said, you're Deshaun Watson. You don't have to sit there and go that route. You know, um, I mean, like, especially you know, with um, now I'm gonna sound like I'm broke piece of crap, but how much money he's making, he doesn't have to go to many different, many different masseuses or anything like that. I'm pretty sure he has one chef. I'm pretty sure he has one personal trainer. So why the heck can you not have just one masseuse? Yeah, I mean, did a masseuse, but he was using masseuses as you know something else. He wasn't just going to get a massage from the same person every single time. So the masseuse already it looks suspicious because of exactly the point you pulled is if you're just going to have one masseuse that's going to come and take care of you all the time, that makes more sense. Yes. Then going to different masseuses every so yeah. often. And then, that just means you're up to no good. Yeah. In, and then, in my book. In my yeah. book. And then how you're going about it. Exactly, man. You know, you, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? It looks suspicious. That's what I'm saying. He's a terrible Instagrammer. Oh, now I hope he learns his lesson and that, you know, um, things get better for this brother because, I mean, like, hey, he is good brother and he is a great, he is a great quarterback. To me, he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league that I've seen. Um, I mean, like, I just don't go off of, you know, well, uh, he won this Super Bowl. He won that Super Bowl. That doesn't mean anything to me. What I'm looking at is like I kind of look at it as if, if if I was a defensive player. Now, if that if I see somebody that I say, hey, we're going to have a problem with him today. Right. And then you actually do have a problem with him that day. Oh, yeah, you're a great quarterback to me. Yeah. Hey, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Look, this. I think this is going to be a secondary episode about Deshaun Watson and his drama. Because I promise you guys, we're going to cover all the drama in this show. But let's get back to what we started the show with. with the America's Dallas Cowboys. team. America's team, guys. America's team. So, Dak Prescott, he's getting back up and going. They say his progress is actually up and beyond what they're expecting. And now we hear talks about Sean Lee. Now, Sean Lee, what do you know about Sean Lee? Because I hear he might be retiring. However... He wants to be a coach. That's what I'm hearing. Well, Sean Lee has retired. I mean, like, but, you know, I saw him more on the, in the trainer's room than I did on actually on the field. Now, you, you say know, so. he's been retired since, like, three seasons ago. Walking glass is what <laughs> I call him. I mean, was he a good player? Stout? Very edu- He's very educated. Very, He knows exactly. When you watch him, the play he made makes a lot of sense. Yes. He, he's a very realistic player. Now he just doesn't stay healthy. So now we're hearing that he wants to just go ahead and, you know, stop it and he wants to be a coach kind of like kellen moore did you know with the cowboys he was there for 20 years didn't do anything yeah and then wanted to be a coach yeah well kellen moore had no choice but to be a coach because i mean like as soon as romo got hurt and then Dak came in and then just took over 
you know, Kellen Moore was like, you know, hey, Kellen Moore is basically like the new Jason Garrett because Jason Garrett was a Correct. backup quarterback Correct. back I, in the day. Look, that's Jerry Jones' MO. He wants to find, I think he has a lot of like security in anybody who plays quarterback position. You know, Troy Aitman, he, gave, he got him a really cushy position. You know, uh, Tony Romo got him a really cushy position. Uh, Kellen Moore, he really finds his quarterbacks because he has a lot of like white man faith in him. You know, yeah. I don't want to sound like that. <laughs> basically, it's like this. If you play for the Cowboys, you are going to get a job after your career is over with. I mean, like, heck, you got Leon Lett even calling preseason games. Come on. Why wouldn't you want to play for the Cowboys? For me, as a as any even with zero talent, I'd be like, yes, yeah. I'm on the Cowboys. Even, I I can make a career yeah. after this. <laughs> even with Jason, even with Jason Witten, who is not a Hall of Famer to me, but we'll get into that as well. He for was sure. terrible at Monday Night Football, but they gave him that job. All why because yeah, yeah, he was yeah, a Dallas Cowboy. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, hey, have you ever seen my hair? It grew back. Uh, you know, right now what I see. He's gonna. He was trying to be Tony Romo. Tony Romo's fantastic, man. Tony Romo's Tony fantastic Romo is on the mic. Fantastic. I don't. I never really liked Tony Romo. I know how much you'd liked him. I never really liked him. I never liked him. Did I just liked him because he threw the to, and that was about it. You know? Well, Tony Romo's my favorite Dallas Cowboy quarterback. Never. Hey, shut your mouth in this show. I will censor you in a heartbeat. Never he liked him. Never liked him. Yeah, something about What's him. Wrong with you? He's unlikable, man. He's unlikable. What's wrong with you? He's unlikable, man. Man. Tony Romo sucks. How about that? When hey, he first, you good on the mic? I'll give you credit where credits due. You're fantastic on the mic, but you suck. Man, look at where he first started, suck. man. When he first started, man, he had old Keyshawn Johnson and God rest his soul, hey, Terry Glenn. Keyshawn though, Keyshawn was was not bad. There not was bad. one year where Keyshawn Johnson only scored one touchdown. Who was his quarterback? What does it matter? <laughs> but it was Brad Johnson, if you want to know. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I blew out the I blew out the mic. I blew out the mic. But anyways, Tony Romo's fantastic. I'll give him that on the mic. He is great, man. I he, that's where he's supposed to be. You know, he, I think he's better than Troy Aitman, to be honest with you. Troy Aitman's okay, but Tony Romo kills it on the mic. Now, pff, Jason Witten. <laughs> that was a shit show. Where no. is he now? He's Oakland. Is he still with Oakland? No, nah, he retired. He now, retired now again. He, uh, I lost track after he retired the twentieth time. Now I think he's a head coach somewhere in Dallas. You know, oh, like head I coach said, for a high school. Yeah, but like I say, man, what, like, yeah. <laughs> what does it take, man? All you gotta do is be a Dallas Cowboy. Then all of a sudden, you know, you become a head coach with no coaching experience. I'm telling you right now, hey, good business move for Cowboys in general. That's uh, look. That's why I'm a Cowboys fan, man. It's the star on the helmet. The star on the helmet is beautiful. Looks fantastic. The color scheme's great. And then if you play for them, you set for life, man. You set for life. Like, look look how terrible they were last year, and they still had all those primetime games. Now, here's the thing about that, how terrible they were last year, too. First off, they made the mistake by hiring Chris Farley as their head coach. <laughs> don't even, don't, don't, don't. I don't know what happened there, man. Don't I don't even know get what me happened start, there. Don't even get me started on that. I mean, like, because this guy. He kind guy, of guesses. It seems, to me, you look him in the eye, he looks like a a gerbil, you know, when a gerbil's kind of dead behind the eyes, and he kind of just will guess what kind of food he has to eat today. He's just kind of guessing what play he should call. I don't well, know what's going on. There. Well, here's well, here's what makes me question McCarthy is that how in the heck can you only get one Super Bowl and you have uh, one in one stint you have Brett Favre as your quarterback and then you have Aaron Rodgers a, you, and all you we, can do we is talk get... about AA Ron. AA Ron's fantastic. AA Ron is as, fantastic. Uh, look, and here we go. Tony Romo was unlikable. I just never liked him. Aaron to me is unlikable. I love him. I love him, man. He's fantastic. He's great, great quarterbacks. As much as I hate the Green Bay Packers, sorry guys, 
I do. I dislike the Green Bay Packers quite a bit. I don't like. I don't dislike Aaron Rodgers. He's a well, great, great quarterback. He once again makes it hard to dislike him because he's that good. But anyway, exactly. But anyway, back onto the Cowboys. I mean, like they're putting up all these points on the board, but they have to because that defense is so terrible. Why? What do you think, because- what do you think happened there? What do you think happened with that defense? Well, they had, well, like I said, it was just wrong hires, man. I mean, like, you hire Mike Nolan, who, I mean, like, Mike Nolan, was as your D.C., he was out of the league for 12 years, and even True. when he was in the league, he had the worst defenses. So, mm. but also what I saw, too, it was bad scheme, but also just want to. Want to. Those guys, those, those, those guys just, those guys just didn't want to play. Oh, they, fair enough. They just, they, they just yeah, didn't. They would lose hope so quickly, it felt like. And we, I think we've been on those teams where they just kind of lose ability to want to do anything. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'll just quit. Why am I going to try and get hurt when nobody else is playing? And that's contagious, man. Yeah. Most people don't understand when one player gives up, another player sees that, two or three players all of a sudden. Then me as a player, I'm starting to look and be like, uh, why, the, why do I want to get hurt if you guys aren't even playing full speed? I'm, I'm out. I'm yeah. out. Yeah, so it's but, just a mentality after yeah. that point. But I think I think those guys were just out from jump because I mean, like before the season, like really even got going, you got guys that were already complaining. But then that's another thing too is that Jerry never really brought in the guys that to fit that scheme. What Jerry does, Jerry's always looking for splash. He's always looking for prime time. He's always looking for the headline. So what does he do? He brings in CD Lamb. It's not bad. Not a bad pick. I would have taken C.D. Lamb, too. That's just me. You know, you didn't really need him, but, I mean, like, sometimes, I mean, like, when it comes down to you just got to take the best player available. And plus, if, uh, plus I'll tell you this, too, uh, going back to C.D. Lamb, as soon as he was drafted, Madden should have made his catch radius 100 because what I liked about it was the virtual draft, yep. and then he's talking on one phone, and then his girlfriend grabs the bat phone, and I'll explain later what the bat phone is. Yeah. And then he just grabs it like that. Man, his hands would have been a hundred and mad to me. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was funny because that made TMZ, that made every news program. Hey, this particular quarter, this they called him a quarterback, I think, a couple of times. This particular receiver quarterback, he's been. Look at him! Look at him! Ah, he took that phone. Ha ha! Back to you, Cynthia. But it was what man, but it was good. Man, but it was funny because he did without without even looking. But I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, because you have a dynamic offense, you really do. Um, you have a dynamic offense, but the thing is, is just with the defense, they need to set up there. They need to get better. So that's why um, the hiring of Dan Quinn it may help. I mean, like Dan Quinn has a reputation because he was a D, he was a DC of Seattle when they had the Legion of Boom. Right. Now you don't have those caliber of players, but I mean, like if you can set up there and scheme it up and just really have the guys buy into what you're selling, right? You'll be able to set up there and do some things. I mean, like heck, because with the offense that the Cowboys have now. I mean, like before Dak got hurt, they were averaging like forty points a game. That, that offense, dude. That offense for the Dallas Cowboys. If they're going to win anything, it's this offense now. They they have a fantastic. I don't know who they've lost to be honest with you so far, but just their offense alone from last year, that's a premium offense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were good. They they were good. But thing is, the thing is that too. You know, most of the times they're um, what always upset me about the Cowboys last year, especially when Dak was healthy was that they were always a second half offense but why were they a second half offense yeah. because their defense had already given up 35 points in the first half they had no and choice. so yeah and so i mean like the the uh the, the opposing defense was like okay yeah i'll let you beat me deep because i know my team is going to come right back around and score on you so right. i mean like it's 
those uh, those offensive stats, they were really a lot of fluff. Now I know I'm um I know I'm kicking myself in the butt when I say that, but I mean like the Cowboys have the potential to be a great offense, which is why I think you do not trade up to get Kyle Pitts. To me, Kyle Pitts is like, what if Megatron and Shannon Sharp had a baby? He is that good, but no, you stay there at 10 and you get either Patrick Sertain Sertain Jr. or J.C. Horn as your cornerback. Now, to me, I would much rather have... So, so I'll stop you right there, real quick. So, let's let's speed up a little bit. Let's get into draft talk, because draft is going to be tonight. So... So what are you feeling the Cowboys? Let's just talk about the first round. We won't get any further into that. So that's all I'm going to watch? That's all I'm going to watch. That's all anybody's going to watch. <laughs> After that, guys, we're not going to air too much about it. We'll eventually give you a touchdown. But I'm not that big of much of a draft <laughs> dork. I'm sorry. Yeah, so if you're looking for us for draft talk, you're just going to get for the first round. So tell me what you're expecting the Cowboys to do first round. I'm expecting the Cowboys to stay at 10 and either draft Patrick Sertain Jr., the cornerback out of Alabama, or they're going to draft J.C. Horn, the uh, cornerback out of South Carolina. Now, the thing about those two is that both of those guys have NFL blood in them because Patrick Sertain Sr. was a good corner. And you remember who Joe Horn was. Joe Horn was absolutely the wide receiver, you know, with the cell phone. Yeah, 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 you know, so those two boys. But, you know, to me personally, I would much rather have – uh, Patrick Sertain Jr. Because I mean, like he can play, he can play man, and he's gonna, I mean, like he's gonna shadow you. And plus, you know who he had to go up against at the University of Alabama, because especially coming from the SEC, you're already gonna get the best talent, the most pro-ready talent in college football. But then just look who he had to go against at practice. He had to go against Henry Ruggs. Had to go against Devontae Smith. Boom. He had to go against, um, he had to go against uh, Jerry Judy. Had to go against Jalen Waddle. He had to go against all these great receivers. So you saying he's okay? Okay. Yes, I'm. I'm saying he's okay. I'm like saying it. he's like okay. It. But you know, if you set up there, you bring in J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn is kind of like uh, Trevon Diggs. Is that Trevon Diggs oh, is nice. a good cornerback? But Trevon Diggs was set up there. He'll take a chance and he'll jump a route and he might get beat. So I don't know if you want two cornerbacks that are really identical like that. So that's why I would much rather have Patrick Sertain Jr. But it all depends on where some where people get drafted to see who's going to fall. So are you are you hearing or do you know if the Cowboys want to move or pivot? You know, maybe drop down or jump up. What what are you hearing they they might want to be doing? Well, all the talking heads are talking about that Jerry wants to tr- uh, wants to trade up to the number four pick and take Kyle Pitts. Oh. Like I said Kyle Pitts. The best to me, Kyle Pitts is the best player in the draft. But he does. But I mean, like, yeah, you already have a dynamic offense. You know, I mean, like, Henry, how many balls are on the field? You know, I mean, like, let's see, carry the two and oh, there's just one. Okay, so um, you're already going to throw the ball to Amari Cooper. You're already going to throw the ball to um, Michael Gallup. You're already going to try to get the ball to C.D. Lamb. And now you're going to set up there and still try to hand the ball off to Zeke. And then when Tony Pollard gets in there, and then now if you set up there, you move up to and trade for, move up in the draft just to try to draft Kyle Pitts. Come on now. Now you're being a little bit top-heavy. You know, and plus, plus, plus you don't have the offensive scheme like the Chiefs do to where they can have all those guys and make it work. 
So gotcha, that's gotcha. that. That's my whole standpoint. And plus, your defense was so historically bad. Oh goodness gracious! Your and offense the, was one of the best offenses I think I've seen in a long time with that for four weeks, and then uh, until hey, you hey, got Andy Dalton. Hey, in I'll there. Tell you, yeah. and <laughs> the Red Rocket. Let's I, go, baby! I, I wanted to slap the heck out of anybody who said that Andy Dalton was going to be good. I mean, like, there's a reason why he's, he's not in Cincinnati he's anymore. He's a good backup. Just he's, in case. You he's know, a good third string. If, if, you know, if Dak Prescott has to go get a CT scan real quick in the tent or something or, you know, a concussion report in the tent, yeah, let him let him snap three or four snaps. Okay. I'm good with that. Let me, but let, the whole game? Okay. Come on. All right, man. We let got me problems. We let got me, problems. Let me tell you something. Why I was so upset with them taking Andy Dalton or uh, picking up Andy Dalton in free agency. Okay. So Andy Dalton's last season in Cincinnati, there's a reason why they were pick, They were the number one pick in the draft last year. And then he's not even there anymore. So that tells you everything you need to know about him. Hey, enough said. Enough said. Hey, let's just, we're running low on time. We're trying to keep these to 30 minute pops at a time. So kind of to break, break the veil and let you guys know what we're targeting. But real quick, you mentioned a player on the Dallas Cowboys that I'm starting to get very skeptical hippo eyes on. His name is Ezekiel Elliott. What do you think about him? Man, his Eagles are going to do good, man. I just think what it was, man, is just the consequences of COVID, man. You know, so it affected people. It affected what? people. Wrong. He was playing with COVID or what? No, he actually had it. When? During this, wait, before the season. But still, man, it's just the effects of it, man. Okay. So that's what I think that's just what it was. And plus, you know, with them too, that offensive line just has to be healthy for things to go right. I still think he's going to be a transcendent back. I still haven't given up on him yet. Okay, okay. But, you know, um... Like I said, just give them a full season of off-season training. You know, um, clearly, you know, I, I have a feeling they're going to work that. Um, they're going to restructure his deal. So, you know, take the money out of it. Take a little bit of money out of his pockets. You know, that may not weigh him down so much. So, you know, he may Perfect. be able to yeah. move Perfect. a little better. And I think he's going to have a bounce-back season. You know, I mean, like, you got a healthy Dak. You got healthy wide receiving core. Hopefully your offensive line stays healthy if you get rid of James Conner because that's the reason why uh, – that's the reason why um, – can't think of his name. Can't think of his name right now. The left tackle. That's why he keeps getting hurt so much because James Conner, he can't block a soul. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like, hey, man, let's get everyone back and let's see what happens. Gotcha. Well, boom. Well, hey, guys, that's kind of the time we have to cover the Dallas Cowboys. There's more Dallas Cowboys to come 24-7 here, especially at this podcast that we're two Texas boys. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Let the Games Begin with Preston Sapp and myself. Guys, if you listen on Apple iTunes or Spotify, please, please, please leave us five stars and leave us a little review. So go ahead and touch that little box and leave us a little review. Say you like it, you dislike it. What's your favorite team? What's your worst team? Just let us know something about you and reach out to us. We're going to leave an email in the description on the bottom of this podcast where you can just go ahead and send us an email for any questions, requests, anything you might like. You just let us know and we'll take care of it. So again, thank you so much, guys. And tell a friend to tell a friend. 